One billion years in the future, Earth still exists, though maybe not as we imagine it. Eras upon bygone eras worth of technology have been left behind by eight previous and fallen civilizations. It is now up to the denizens of the Ninth World to piece together what was left behind. Perhaps they're looking to carve out their place in the world, or simply to survive a land riddled with weird and unearthly dangers. Or perhaps still, they just wish to learn and uncover the secrets of the Numenera. Whatever it is this new era of adventurers and heroes is looking to discover, they'll have to dig through the imprinted echoes of the past to find it. Hello, and welcome to Imprinted Echoes, a family-friendly Numenera actual play podcast. I'm Zan, and I'll be your GM. Thank you for joining us during these strange times. I want to give a huge shout-out to our enduring fans, as well as those of you who may have found us now that you have a little more time on your hands. I hope you all enjoy our show. In this episode, our three friends do their best to glean more information from Sentha while also trying to keep Jory safe. Offers are made, games are created, and limits are pushed. Join us as Nehemiah, Smallrin, and Jory continue to uncover the imprinted echoes of each other's pasts. We are at a point where Jory is currently booking it outside the settlement walls. Oh, yeah. Off to the tunnels. Nehemiah is with Edos at the first tree, trying to figure out a next course of action. Fahura is also there, having been informed of the situation. And Smallren is walking back with this individual who had shown up at the settlement shortly before you guys came back up from the tunnels. This individual, who introduced herself as Sentha, but Smallren knows from previous encounters as the Eye, Smallrin. As you are walking back, Sentha had mentioned, why don't we go get some food and, and catch up? So she, she looks at you and says, you know, I don't mean to be rude, but I just realized that I don't think I actually know your name. In the same way that you only knew me as the I before we came here, I think I only know you as the girl. Funny how that works. Is there something that I might be able to call you that isn't so steeped in far-flung history? These days I go by Smallrin. Wonderful, Smallrin. You say this jory girl was here but made her way elsewhere not too long ago yes she was here for a time i didn't know her well quiet even i couldn't find out much about her you're a practical type if memory serves me correctly i'd like to make an offer to you you see the bounty on her head is not a small one. While most times, nobles and the like are more than happy to just let their slaves go after they realize they are lost to the beyond, this is seemingly a matter of principle. Less than returning her, I think... This person wants her to be taught a lesson. 
and I am more than willing to allow that to happen because the offer is absolutely, undeniably delicious. You see, I would be more than happy to split my share of the bounty with you if you can help me out on this. My share alone would be almost a thousand shins. That does sound tempting. How many pieces are they splitting this reward into? I'm, it sounds as if you are not the only one working it. No, there are two others. And I will say that the bounty, although on her head, does come in two parts. We already have the first half. Indeed. The only issue would be, I'm working something of my own at the moment that won't allow me to leave here and go on her trail. Are you absolutely sure you just couldn't come back to this... place? I mean, you're in the middle of nowhere. What in the world could you be working on that couldn't be put on pause for a amount of money like that? The only thing that would ever make me turn down something like that. Do you remember my mentor? Yes. Though I was not necessarily one to be into the main fold of our group. I, I was an outskirter. Though I seem to remember you learning under someone for a time. Well, I'm sure you also remember when things fell apart. There were a lot of personal debts incurred that day that I have not been able to collect on yet. I'm working on that now. Here, in the beyond, not near anything else for hundreds of miles out here, you're working on that. I like to make people come to me. You're sure you don't want to take me up on this offer? That's quite a hefty sum. And I would be happy to make sure it's worth your while. Perhaps you can convince me. Shall we talk about it over a meal? Of course. You guys continue on your way to the first tree. Nehemiah. You mm -hmm. had rushed over here after leaving this individual at what you kind of pretended was a uh, visitor's room. It wasn't being used for anything else. No reason it can't exactly, be. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And made your way quickly back over to the first tree to update everyone there. After mm -hmm. getting Jory and Smallrin on their way, you were left to talk to Eidos and Fahura. Is there anything that you would like to do before you know she's going to show up or say uh, or discuss or any of those things? All right. If anybody has any questions or if it comes up, Jory was here. She left. Um, we don't know where she went. Maybe she went west. Hard to say. That that that's the story, and we're sticking to it. Enos's brow is heavily furrowed. West, yes. Okay, okay. Um. So she was here for a short time. She there left. Most. She's okay. gone. That's that. Do apologize. While I am relatively good at. Seeing people's purpose or intentions, I am not phenomenally good at deceiving. 
then maybe it might be a good idea to make yourself scarce then. Perhaps so. I will take my leave then for the time being. If you need me, I will be back at the orb at the center of the village. Yeah. Please do not hesitate to contact me again if you need anything. And let me know if anything happens to Jory. I, the last thing I want is for her to come to any harm. Don't worry. It's not going to happen. Thank you. I, I trust you to take care of her, Nehemiah. I got this. Go. They stand from the table, smooth the tunic uh, down the front, and walk out the door and head back towards the center of mm-hmm. the settlement. Fahora, still standing at the bar, cleaning a glass, kind of glances your way. It absolutely amazes me sometimes, the people that come through here. I've grown right attached to you. The lot of you, the three of you. Mm. I really hope that... I hope that we can help you out here. Appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, uh, I think we'll be all right. We just gotta, we just gotta navigate this, this, and then the next, and then the next, and then, well, somewhere in there, I gotta talk to Joy about why exactly some strange, monotone person is showing up looking for her like that. <laughs> I like my strange monotone people that I know here. <laughs> <laughs> I have a limited number of space, a limited amount of space in my life for strange monotone folk. And one of them just went off that way with Jory. Can you, uh, can you get me some of that blue stuff? I need a, I need something to take the edge off. Yes, of course. Here. Uh, she pours you a blue something. I know I should probably stay clear, but I just, and I, you, Downs it. (laughs) She takes the glass, sets it underneath the bar, (sighs) and kind of just gently taps on the small glass enclosure near the bar that has the singing snails, the suru, in there. And they, they hum a tune that's strangely calming. Not like putting an effect or, or any sort of like charm over you. It's just, it's a, calming and soothing song lo-fi anime beats to study to got it there you go jory you slowly but as quickly as able you made your way back to the tunnel that you guys had exited not all that long ago less than 10 minutes at this point and you're already making your way back there i'm so hidden i am so hidden nobody can see me i am so hidden You at this point have gotten to the tunnel, and I'm assuming you drop down in. Oh, yeah. Where are you going? Because you have the tunnel that you know ends in the door that leads to the elevator. Are you just staying in the tunnel? Are you going farther down into what's underneath? Um, I'm going to pause in a very dark place, the darkest little corner I can find once I'm, you know, settled. And I'm going to listen just to see if anybody is coming for me. You wait. 30 seconds, 60, okay. 90, okay. nothing. 
two minutes, three minutes, five minutes pass, and you hear no footsteps in the grass and dirt above you or coming from the entrance to this this tunnel. You hear no noise coming from either end of this hallway. You seem to be completely and totally alone. Oh, and now I'm just lonely. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, I think... I'll relax, just a shade, because it doesn't seem to be, you know, directly behind me. And I guess I'll I'll kind of move a little bit further along just to see if there's someplace more sustainable that I can kind of actually fully relax and wait. You are, are so somewhere within the tunnel or somewhere else? Let's see, just kind of, I'll, I'll start walking along. I suppose, because I'm okay. I'm trying. I'm trying to remember exactly what. This yeah. So is. what what you have yeah. is a like a sinkhole mm-hmm. that had appeared out in the fields mm-hmm. outside the settlement that looks like a collapsed part of a tunnel. Mm-hmm. So you can go down to the sinkhole, and then if you progress down it, eventually you get like it's just a relatively straight shot out to where the elevator okay. is that you guys use to go farther down. Okay. There really isn't anything else in here. There is a small, like halfway down this tunnel, there's a small like pile of rocks and, and possibly maybe some scraps of something, like bits of, of Numenera. Nothing as put together as a cipher, but mm-hmm. definitely you, this is where you saw the chance moths. Right. And, you know, those don't really stick around unless there's something worth feeding energy off of. Right. I'll go past that because I I wouldn't want to bother making any noise anyway. So I guess I'll head toward the um the way we came, just the elevator okay. area. Um, I probably let's see. Just I don't want to make any noise, and I feel like if I was to go down again, that would at least create some kind of audible disturbance. So I'm going to find the best cover I can in between this and that. Unless there's nothing. It's just kind of a hallway. Okay. Okay, I'll go a bit further then and I'll just wait. Basically, my idea is just to go a little bit, stop, listen to see if there's anybody, and keep doing that until I get the furthest away that I can toward that. You're welcome just to stay in the tunnel. That's okay. okay. (laughs) I'll just stay in the tunnel then. Who knows? Going back down may not be the best idea. And again, I don't want the sound to draw attention. Okay. That's my plan. So you just kind of sit in the dark. Think about what I've done. <laughs> oh dear. Smorin, you and Sentha make your way to the first tree. By the time you get there, it's been a little while. Edos is long gone. You don't even know they've been there at this point. Walk in, Fahura is there. Says, Oh, welcome back, Smorin. Who's your new friend? A friend from the old days. We'd like somewhere private to talk. And Smallrin is being noticeably less friendly than she normally is. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, uh, this is kind of... I can offer you the back table, though it's not really as much private as it is out of the way. That'll do. She motions to the table. It's kind of just in the back corner. <laughs> Clearly visible from where we're standing. <laughs> yes, yes. It's not a particularly large establishment. We're talking maybe room for a handful of tables and chairs. It's not... It's not an all-out tavern or anything. Nehemiah, are you still at the bar? Yep. 
Okay. I so just, you see, as they walk in, I wave. Uh, don't really say anything. Just acknowledge them both, and then you know, hearing like the old days. I don't remember if that actually came up. It, you did not know that. No. Yeah, it's like I do a single eyebrow raise and then <laughs> go back to what I was doing. Okay. Okay. Keeping an ear out to what they're doing, or. Mm-hmm. Okay. Go ahead and. Roll a, just roll a, a like a perception check, sure. um, which if you're not, if you don't have anything specifically in perception or, or listening necessarily, you might find something that- I do have perception. I have perfect as a skill. So that's perfect. trained. Yes. And we'll put it in as a level one. I just want to see what you roll. This will kind of help determine how much you hear from their conversation. Sure. Would that be an intellect roll? Yes. Okay. Oh. Dang. Pretty good success. Starting off with a 19. Well, then. I was going to ask, can I roll espionage in, like, counter to that? Because I think to keep Sentha's trust, I would be trying to prevent people from listening in on us. Actually preventing it or giving a show of preventing it? Giving a show, but she's also a professional, so I'd probably have to, like, actually mostly Commit do it. Commit to the bit. Yeah. I get that. Okay, okay. Yeah, go ahead and roll espionage, which I will count as an intellect to counter. Cool. Difficulty one? Yeah, I just want to see what you both roll. 14. Okay, a 14. So still good, but Nehemiah definitely had the higher number and a minor effect because of that 19. True. Do you have anything in mind that you would like that minor effect to be, Chase, or would you like me to just give you a little more information? I would like to maybe pick up a little bit more about Sentha. Like okay. maybe something that didn't jump out to myself or one of my colleagues. Absolutely. As they settle down, the two of them in at the back table, it's not terribly far away from you, but in order to uh, keep up the show that you are not watching them specifically, you know, kind of keep your, keep your distance. Mm-hmm. What you do notice in sure. listening is that every so often, Sentha will reach her finger to her temple where there seems to be a small synth disc mm-hmm. on the side of her head you know what this is this is a cipher known as a communication disc this is a disc that usually come in pairs okay though each is technically considered its own cipher sure. they allow verbal communication between their users at any distance whoa oh dear they must be activated at the same time, but they function for 28 hours. Gotcha. She doesn't seem to be, like, activating it, but just kind of, like, seemingly subconsciously setting her finger there. Sure. Just kind of checking in, maybe, just to see if somebody happens to be talking. All right. Gotcha. Or, technically, anytime she's talking. Right. Gotcha. I will, uh, I'll lean forward and tap the, tap the bar. Uh, for her, can I get an, an, another one, please? Maybe a little bit lighter this time? Yes, of, of course. And as for her, it gets closer, I'm gonna lean. It's like, they're talking to somebody. Or they're trying to listen in. That makes me massively uncomfortable. Funny, I felt the exact same way. 
All right. Well, I don't think there's anything we can do at the moment. No. But let's be careful what we say. I'm gonna bring up the guard. I'll I'll talk to folk tonight and uh, maybe get Dio to do an extra roll round, and uh, we'll go from there. Yes, of course. I will happily get you another one, just a little lighter this time. I know mm-hmm. you like to keep your wits about you. Yes, the preference, after all. And I will settle back in and keep my ears open. Absolutely. Small right. When we go to sit at the table, I'd like to settle us both with our backs to the bar. And I, I lean mm-hmm. over to Sentha. I like to keep my back to the bartender. I think she reads lips. <laughs> oh. Well, I wouldn't put it past someone in a profession like hers. Very well. How long have you been here, Smallrin? How? How long have... Remind me. How long have we been here at this point? You guys have been here for like a couple weeks. Okay. A little less than a month. Long enough to get settled in, but not quite long enough to be seen as one of their own yet. I'm still working out how everything's connected here. It seems to be a strange assortment of people gathered here. I don't think I've seen more than a handful of people together at any one time. No one's made any real connections, it seems. It's the kind of place that people just wash up for a while. And then leave. Yes, exactly. Hmm. I'll have to remember a place like this. Easy to come and go when needed. Makes for... Can be useful. Oh, it it definitely is. It also means that it's easier to appear more transient than you actually are. So you said that you saw this Jory here, but she left after a few days. The gentleman, she kind of glances over her shoulder, at the bar seemed to say that he wasn't sure if he recognized that name, but... There were some slaves that came through that possibly went west. I didn't see her go, but it wouldn't surprise me. There was a group that headed west about that time, and after that I don't remember seeing her. Hmm. Well, west is not a bad way to go. It's thankfully back towards the mountains. Yes, to be fair, I think she had her fill of the beyond. Didn't seem like there was much to her. What else is around here? I know that the plains of Kataru are vast, but there doesn't seem to be a whole lot else in this immediate vicinity. There has to be something else that drew people out here other than that strange thing that climbs up into the sky. That's what I've been trying to figure out. Most of the people claim, at least the ones who settled here first, that that was the reason they were here. But there doesn't seem to be much to it. Curious. What brought you here? 
strictly this bounty. No, I, I know that, but where did you get the information from? She's a skittish little thing. I wouldn't have even thought of her until you mentioned her name. This has been a long process. You see, like I said, the one that has this price on her head is looking to make a statement rather than to necessarily bring her back into servitude. It's a crime boss of sorts. Old mob family. Hmm. They have connections just about everywhere, and by pulling a few strings and putting a few shins in some pockets, I was able to at least get a bearing as to where she ran. The long part of it has been stopping at every settlement along the way, asking questions, paying my way, making sure that I have all the information I need. Well, you were always the information gatherer. I doubt anyone else would have the patience. That's always the key. Never stop finding things, and eventually someone will stop trying to cover them up. Or be forced to stop. Either way. Are you not working for anyone now? You're all out on your own? Like I said, this is a personal project. Unfortunately, I couldn't find any particular work that would serve my needs, so... Here on my own, I would have liked to have found a bounty or something that would allow me to do both, but as I said, I'd prefer to stay here and make the people I'm looking for come to me. So actually, you may be useful, if you wouldn't mind helping an old acquaintance. What is it you have in mind? I've been here longer than I expected without anyone following my trail. Would you mind dropping a little information in exchange for what you gather as to my whereabouts? Leave a breadcrumb trail for you? Exactly. Nothing too overt. I wouldn't want to impede what you're doing by connecting you directly to me, but just where you think it might have impact. Reach the old crew. I might be able to see what I can do. It thoroughly depends on how things turn out here and where I head after this. I suppose that's fair. Now, I thought she would understand we wanted food, but <laughs> for her, uh, I, how can I help you? She yells back from the bar. She doesn't come near at this point. What's in the kitchen today? My friend and I are starving. Oh, I, uh, little bit of this, little bit of that. Anything sound particularly bad to you? <laughs> yes, good. 
uh, Smallrin just kind of looks at Sentha and raises her eyebrows. Hmm. <laughs> I'm not a fan of cream sauces, I guess. I don't know. It's hard to tell what will come out of there. Nothing creamy. Okay, then. <laughs> she walks kind of into the small back room and you can hear pots and pans clanging. I'm going to throw this in there for I've now started some of my D&D group listening who are all people that work with me in the restaurant. So Smallrin uh -huh. leans over a little further and asks, any allergies or dietary restrictions that the kitchen should know about? <laughs> <laughs> Darn it, Bridget. Sentra raises an raises an eyebrow and says, Since when are you so concerned about my allergies? Well, do you remember the time? And she launches into this incredibly long, detailed, and boring story about the time that someone had a bad reaction to a prawn in the middle of a job. Perfect. <laughs> Smallrin, as you are sitting there, go ahead and roll me a perception check of some sort. We will say level three. Cool. Do you want just a straight intellect roll, or can I use my espionage? I, because we are specifically in a situation where you're dealing with another spy, I will allow espionage to work. Normally, I don't think I would okay. do that for this right, right here. Cool. But yeah, go ahead. And you said three? Yes. Awesome. Success, 14. Literally another 14. Same as last time. <laughs> Good to be consistent. Nice. On Sentha's belt, there is a one-foot diameter mirror kind of, like, clipped there. You didn't, like, you noticed the reflection previously, but at first you assumed that it was, like, part of her equipment or something like that. But it, it's a, it's a not, maybe not quite a mirror, but, like, a metal disc that's polished to a bright almost mirror-like finish, mm -hmm. kind of just hanging from her belt. And that seems kind of strange for someone who usually doesn't want to be spotted, something that reflects so much. You look a little bit closer, and you realize that what you're seeing isn't a reflection. You're seeing something else entirely. Ooh. Without, like, spending... An inordinate amount of time actually staring at it. You can't tell what it is. But it is not simply reflecting and refracting light. And like the stuff around you. You are looking in, at something completely different than any of the stuff around you. Does Sentha seem to be trying to hide this at all? Was this something that was like under a covering and it got pulled off? Nope. It's just clipped to her belt. She doesn't seem to be doing anything to hide it. Hmm. Jory? Yes? Anything you care to do? I do not wish to leave you just alone <laughs> so, without any interaction, even though I know that was kind of I know that was kind of the point, but at the same time, as a GM, no, I do not uh, no, wish to do good. that. I have pulled out the small notebook that I have and I'm playing uh crosses and spheres against myself and <laughs> Oh my god. So tic tac toe. So Are you playing tic tac toe and you're calling crosses and spheres? I, I love you. I'm I'm losing. By the way, you're losing against yourself. Both sides are losing. I don't know how. Cats game. Is it const just a constant row of cats games? Oh, it's very distressing. Constant stalemate. Um, but at least it's calmed me down. Or has it? 
still not hearing anything. I think I'm going to try to get to a point where I can see a bit around me without being detected. So I can kind of get a lay of the land, see if... Because um, right now I'm sort of becoming more and more afraid that that is not the only person that is looking for me in this vicinity, just in case. I don't like being hunted, so I'm going to have a look about. Okay. If possible. Uh, so look out and about, like, in the area above the ground, you mean? Yes. Okay, sure. You inch your way back towards the opening, the sinkhole opening. Go ahead, and I'm going to have you make me two rolls. The first one is going to be a stealth roll, okay. which will be speed-based. Okay. Make it a, a difficulty three. three. Would my danger sense make that trained in any way? If not, that's fine. I'm going to say okay. no. I, I'm, I'll have it go for the next roll you're That's making. Fine. Okay, so stealth roll, three. Success. Okay, and then I'm going to have you roll me a perception, which is intellect-based, and I will allow danger sense to apply to this one. Okay, I do have perception anyway. Well, fine! What, what, what difficulty? <laughs> also three. Three. Ba, 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 ba. three trained. And success again with a minor effect. Awesome. So, do you mind if I grab this minor effect? Or? Go for it. <laughs> All right. So here's what you do. You inch your way back towards the opening. And rather than, if, if there's something you don't want to do, that's fine. But I, in my mind, rather than peeking up through the hole, you actually phase through the ground a little bit and kind of like peek your head up through the ground. They'll never expect <laughs> me to be a little mound of dirt. <laughs> And at first, all you see is grass around you, but you inch up a little further and you kind of like peer around carefully, slowly, trying to see anything around you. You don't see any people in the nearest vicinity. What you do see is, because this hole is to, this part is to the north from the north, a coming coming south, you see a small cloud of dust. Not terribly far off, but not any not close enough that you can see what it is. Okay. Do I recognize this at all? Is this like a um does this seem to be a uh, sandstorm? No. no. I will say with your minor effect, you can probably guess this is an animal of some sort. Oh, dear. I suppose if I can see it at this distance, it's... Is it an animal that creates the effect? Or is it an animal that is just bringing up a dust cloud? It's just kicking up dust as okay. it's moving. And it seems to be headed this direction? Yep. Okay. Is it big enough to be a group? Nope. Just a single thing? You're pretty sure. Okay. Well, I'm probably going to duck back down unless I get stomped upon. <laughs> but you duck back down into the hole, phasing back through and kind of like taking a couple steps back down the tunnel. Okay. Um, In... Yeah. Oh, go no, ahead. No. Go ahead. I'm good. Within a couple of minutes, you do hear footsteps of what seems like a creature. Definitely not like bipedal footsteps, but a quadruped's footsteps. 
up above you. Okay. And you hear snuffling at the entrance of the tunnel. Well, I don't like any of this at all, do I? I guess I'm going to make my way toward the descending box. <laughs> you start making your way down there and you hear, you think, this creature get down into the tunnel and start making its way towards oh, you. Oh, I hate it. I hate it. I'm a giant coward. I hate it. Uh, I'm going to... Snuffling and not growling, just kind of like... (laughs) Okay. Uh, Now, can you remind me, the elevator at the end, Mm -hmm. is it it solid doors or is it like a gate or what is it like to get into it? It's a a solid door that kind of slides open. I would like to phase through that to save me time trying to wait for it to open, which at the very least will hopefully put me inside of a protective box. Okay. You start to face through it, and as you do, you hear the footsteps behind you kind of run into a gallop. And just as you're about to face through, you feel like something try and grab onto your ankle. And as soon as the last bit of your foot goes through, you hear... Is this whining noise familiar to me in a happy way? Yes. Uh Go on. <laughs> <laughs> Once you hear that, more than just the snuffles, you're pretty sure it's sling. Mm. Okay, all right, all right. Which is the frilled ball that is around okay. the town. And you it's muffled now because it's back behind that door, that metal door. I open the door because I don't want the attention of the noise it's making. Okay. So you you use the keypad and it kind of slides open. And Sling is sitting there now kind of grumbling. Don't, I didn't know. You were running at me. I got scared. Come on in here. Trot, trot, trot. Okay. I and at, at this point, okay. And it, and it kind of get like a bit of a grinding sound and closes into place. Okay. Well, now we're stuck in here. <laughs> I'm scared. I, I, I pet. It calms her down a little okay. bit. Hey, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Mm. This is a mess. This is a mess. Why did I run in here? I should have just run along the open nothingness where I could find a better place to hide because I'm sort of trapped now, just like you. Oh, dear. Okay. How much noise, um, banking on my knowledge of what we just went through, will this make if I descend us? Decent amount. It is a lot of, like, old machinery so it's not particularly quiet it's not like a thunderous boom or anything but if you think about just a normal elevator is not particularly quiet think about like what a centuries and eras old Mm -hmm. elevator might sound like right okay um Mm. i'm gonna do something a little strange 
Um, I'm going. What? To- no. You what? never. Me? I play some more crosses and spheres. <laughs> this time I win. Excellent. Uh, I know. Cunning strategy. <laughs> I figured it out. They'll never it was, see it coming. It was like a detective show where something inane happened and that was like, oh, wait, that's the answer. And then did I, you see, I, <laughs> Did you see all of them in the air? Like, were they swirling around your head? <laughs> yes. I'm going to pop my head through the ceiling in the sides of the elevator and the floor just to see if there's any, like, little pockets I might be able to, like hide in outside of like in the shaft uh, if that makes sense yeah so you pop your head out of the like top portion of this elevator it's dark okay (laughs) so if you want to give yourself a light source you could do that but it is i squint really hard (laughs) still pretty dark Uh, not helpful now i have a headache um I don't think I actually... I have an explorer's pack, so I don't know if there's going to be anything in there that would be... There's a glow globe in there or two. glow globe. I will stick my hand out as well. Sure. Uh, You bring the hand up, again, kind of phased through the the top of this, and you see essentially a lot of metal pieces, but a lot of cables and like wires and things kind of like going down in these bundles all around. It doesn't seem to be like there's anywhere that you might squeeze myself. Uh, squeeze into necessarily. At first glance, if you want to roll something, you're more than welcome to, to try and see um, anything more specifically because you are moving. I am moving? Oh, you're not. Wait, no, you're not. I thought you activated. No, Never no, mind. No, no, no. You're not. You're not no, moving. I just um, stayed in the box. Safety box. So I... That then, what I just described would be below you, not yes, above you. Yes. Unless there was like a pocket above as well. There is a pocket a little bit. There's like maybe three feet of space above you before like the ceiling stops. Mm. Okay. But that would also leave you just on top of the yes, elevator. Yes. Also, yeah. just in case you hadn't, walking through walls does cost intellect points. Yes. So I'm not going to have you do it for the time that I used it, essentially, with your minor effect, but I will have you spend the points for going through okay. this. Uh, all right, drop that. Okay, I will... Does it Does it seem to be... Just one last question while my head's up there. Does it seem to yeah. be the case that... Am I going to Mission Impossible myself up here if I squeeze on top? Or am I just, like, there's still... A, there's enough room for me to kind of, like, lay there without fear of getting squished between machinery should something activate yeah no nothing's gonna it's not gonna go up any higher than this if anything it'll drop well i am going to pull myself back down and kneel down and look at my friend okay i'm gonna let you out now okay (laughs) it's gonna be okay I just need to hide because there's somebody very bad looking for me that wants to hurt me. It's It's terrible. And Sling defiantly sits right in front of you. Well, Sling, Sling, look, I don't, I think the fact that you're here might be a bit of a giveaway. I I don't think you can't face with it. I don't. She just keeps snorting. <laughs> I can't hear you. I can't hear you. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, 
Look, you, you want to help? <laughs> okay, okay. So here's what you can do for me, all right? I'm going to let you out of the uh, the box. And why don't you go toward the end of the tunnel? And if you see somebody coming for me that looks nefarious, like they're looking around and not Smallrin because uh, Smallrin always looks <laughs> nefarious. Other than hey. Um If there is somebody... I mean... <laughs> somebody with Smallrin. I will describe I'm... said there. <laughs> okay. I'm not offended, but hey. <laughs> Anybody with lots of weapons, okay, Sling? Or this person. Who's not Nehemiah. Who's not Nehemiah. Oh, God, my friends are odd. Oh, I have friends. Hey, this is nice. What? Something weird in Numenera? I can't believe it. Um, <laughs> What's weirder than friendship? Can we put that on a t-shirt? <laughs> That's fair. Don't tempt me. It can be on the website by the time we're done recording. Nothing's weirder than friendship. The Numenera story. Anyway, uh, yeah, Sling. So if you want to go there to the end of the tunnel and just keep an eye. And if anybody seems to be coming this way with nefarious intent, if you you just want to calmly walk back down and maybe uh, just like scratch at this door. So I know that they're coming. And uh, that would be super helpful. And if it's somebody nice, if it's like... You know, Nehemiah or Small Rin or anybody else from, you know, anybody we know already, um, then you can come and scratch the door in a in a nice way. I don't know. Why, why don't we trust? The, we, we can try it out. So, what would be your "there's danger approaching" sound? I. <laughs> Please roll me something <laughs> to try and convince this mostly still feral animal <laughs> to take all of this instruction. Um. Because Sling clearly understands the idea of protect yes. and clearly understands the idea of you need protection. Yes. And that's about where we are right now. <laughs> so. I have nothing that could help me other than my my eyes penetrating the soul of this poor creature <laughs> so whatever difficulty i will do it as untrained i will phase through the walls of her heart <laughs> i'm 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 going to make this a difficulty five okay, that's fine so that's a lot of instruction you're trying to give a beast <laughs> okay uh intellect yes okay. Difficulty five, untrained intellect. Success. Dang. Barely. I go very slowly while I explain this. Okay. One step at a time. (laughs) Slowly and successfully. So what's the noise you're going to make if there's somebody bad coming? Remember bad. I'm going to say that she doesn't understand conversation, but she will be able to take basic instruction okay. with this. This isn't this isn't like think of, like you wouldn't be able to do this with a dog. Like if you ask a dog, "What noise are you going to make?" <laughs> it wouldn't respond to you. But if you say, "Like go right. there, stay," it would it, to a, a trained okay. guard dog, it would understand that at least. Okay, all right. And I I will also say that. You know Sling well enough to know that almost everyone in the settlement is someone she knows. She has spent a lot of time following each and every one of you around at some point. 
just to get to know you. So if I can at least... Which is probably how she found you in the first place. So if I can at least say, you know, kind of, hey, if you see bad people coming, come, like, warn me. Just that's it. Just, like, let me know. Um, I'll I'll say that it seems that she understands that. All right. Is that... You got it? You got it? You good? You good? You good? You're so good. You're so good. You're so good. No, 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 no. Um. Okay. All right. I'm gonna let you out now. And she walks pads back to the entrance of, and uh, entrance of there, and eventually you kind of like see her form just kind of disappear into the darkness mm-hmm. and towards the tiny shaft of light off in the distance by the sinkhole. Game. Thank you so much for listening to episode 14 of Imprinted Echoes. If you'd like to follow the podcast on social media, you'll find us on Twitter and Facebook at Imprinted Echoes and our website at imprintedechoes.com. You can also find all of our hosts on Twitter, myself at Covered and Sawdust, Chase at TQ Loudly, Rin at Rin underscore Moran, and Bridget at Really Bridget. If you have some time and would like to hear more theatrically presented podcasts, I highly suggest checking out our network, Ghostlight Media. You can find that at ghostlightmedia.net or on Twitter at GLMPods. On our website, you can find the links to all the other podcasts in our network, our merch store, and our Patreon. If you're able to help us out monetarily in that way, we would be incredibly appreciative. And on that note, I'd like to thank our current patrons, Nate, Connor, and Patrick, for their support. Thanks once again for listening, and I hope you come back in two weeks to hear yet another episode of Imprinted Echoes. And until then, may your ciphers never malfunction. Imprinted Echoes is produced by Zan Campbell-Johannes and Chase Greenley, and is edited by Pat Mahood. Original show theme music by Justin Longacre. This is a Ghostlight Media production.